Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Glass. Today, I have the privilege and opportunity to meet with Mr. Drew Bradley. Mr. Bradley, how are you today? Hey, I'm doing pretty good, Carter. How about you? Oh, I'm living the dream, man. There we go. So recently, recently, I came across that you run your own podcast. Yeah, yeah. I've, um, man, I've been in the I've been <laughs> I've been doing the podcasting game for like three and a half years. That's when I first started or got my feet wet in the podcasting world. I wouldn't say like, ah, man, I wouldn't say I'm like, you know, all know everything about podcasts. I really just started it because or started getting into it because, you know, probably like yourself, like I like connecting with people. Like I started one, I was with this group in college called Relevant Youth and we were all in the journalism school at Mizzou and we wanted a better way to you know, learn from kind of like a reason why you maybe you started this podcast, like a better way to like learn from entrepreneurs. So we started this relevant youth podcast and we had like business owners from Columbia, Missouri, come on and like talk about how they got started, give advice to like college students. And it's kind of gone on from there. And whenever I graduated, made my own called the Suns Out podcast. And that's more of just like a have my buddies on and, you know, talk about, try to be funny, talk about some funny stories. And uh, I don't know if anyone, if you guys know, like Theo Vaughn, do you know, do you like watch stand-up comedy at all? I've, I've seen my fair share of Netflix specials with comedy and stand-up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah dude, Theo Vaughn is like my favorite. So uh, it's kind of like that podcast is kind of, I kind of want it to be a little bit, not like I want it to be his, but it, it's they're similar in ways where he just goes on tries to be tells funny stories or whatever um but the uh one i just started recently is actually an idea i've had for a long time my uh senior year at mizzou i was taking this class called uh media sales and it was basically like calling on um businesses throughout missouri and asking them if they want to buy advertising in the Columbia, Missouri newspaper. So, you know, calling on them. And then at the end of the semester, we had this final homework assignment of to pitch a product that we could sell to businesses instead of just like printed ad space, because that's pretty, you know, old school. Um, so my idea that I pitched uh, with like two other two other students, because we were in a group, was to have like a podcast where the Columbia Missourian hosts it, but it's an advertising opportunity that a business pays for to come on and like share their story. Um, Cause, and you know, they loved it. They wanted to, they wanted to uh, actually include it and asked if I was going to stay in Missouri, you know, after I graduated, but uh, I was going to move into Madison, Wisconsin. And uh, so didn't start it with them, but uh, was living up there for like a year and a half in Wisconsin. And I was like, you know, I'm going to, start this and you know we met a guy you know I met you through Alex Demchek and uh he's a great dude he actually so I worked with him on building his own podcast the athlete podcast and uh he told me you know like it's super cliche to say but it's like when you're young you just got to start you just got to do things that if you think will work just do them Cause if like, you know, now's the time to do that when you're young, pretty much. And 
And uh, he was a big proponent of helping me push to do that. So finally started that. And now we're doing episode three. We've had a, a pizzeria on and we've had a gym on, which is like right down the street. So we do a podcast, you know, they get to tell their story. And then we make a video, like three to five minute video that we run as an ad on Facebook and YouTube. And um, it's been it's been cool. It's been cool so far. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, first off, congratulations with that. Once I once I originally heard you ran your podcast, I I looked into it a little and um, listened to a few episodes. And it's been really interesting, you know, to hear these businesses that you know, normally I'd never hear of, you know, advertise themselves and, you know, pitch something. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's like a, you know, obviously with like the pandemic, well, my family, we've both, my parents are entrepreneurs. They've, they've like, uh, not really like the Gary V type entrepreneur, but more of like the, the blue collar, like blue collar entrepreneur. Like they're both, I'm from a small town. My dad has an appliance store and, um, you know, now I work for him as like a full-time job, but on the side, trying to do this, uh, start up this podcast. Um, but small business is like the backbone of not only like your local community, but of like the entire nation in a way, like, and I think now more than ever, small business needs to be highlighted. And I think there's a lot of people who are supporting it and a lot of people that want to hear those stories because now it's like, okay, so if you're trying to get like a, you know, like a bar of soap or something, you can go to Amazon and get a bar of soap and get it shipped to you like two days, but or like the next day, pretty much. But what's going to keep you from, you know, going to your local business to do that is if like, you know, those people and you like them, you you've heard their story. So that's kind of, that's kind of the basis of that. Just to have like a whole platform where your community can go to share their story. And, you know, you get to hear like, you know, what the, what that new barbecue place down the street is, you know, what, what are they about? What are their deals? Oh, $2 Tuesday beers. Yes. Let's do that. Something like that. But <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so like the authentic conversation, the, the vulnerability when giving their pitch, how, how have you really seen that play into success when businesses come on to advertise in your podcast? Well, I think like really everything is about authenticity, like, especially nowadays. Like if you think about it, um, no matter what side of like, I guess like the political spectrum you're on, like no one, it's hard to trust like the media. It's hard to trust your government right now. Like everything is questioned. And I think that's where, you know, you can look at the people, look at your businesses down the street and be like, look at your neighbors. Like, I think there's so much division in the world that is trying to be like right now, like people are maskers or anti-maskers, you know, it's all like two sides. And I think like what people want, like at the end of the day, man, people just want their families to be happy and healthy. People want a good life. And, you know, we all want the same thing, but when you look at the, when you turn on the news and all you see is, division 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 and it's kind of like you know you, you hate to see it so but just to be to go back to your question though just to be like a, to be as authentic as possible that's what's going to make you one as relatable as possible you're not trying to be something that you're not 
And, you know, that's, that's definitely a hard thing, but um, for businesses, that's the best thing you can do. Like for instance, um, for, uh, for president's day, we did a, uh, we did like a president's day giveaway where we, you know, dressed up like three of our employees as George Washington, Abe Lincoln, and uh, Teddy Roosevelt, like in three separate videos and did like some giveaways and you know what they 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 looked kind of hokey but people love it people are like oh my god that's mark that uh, mark of mark's appliance dressed up as george washington that's hilarious people want people like to be you know like things that are relatable to them i think and that goes with authenticity yeah so you know i know you mentioned you helped uh alex start up his podcast what, you know, other tips and, you know, tricks would you recommend for somebody else looking to start their own podcast? Hmm. Um, just to, just to start it really. Um, and I know that's maybe a, maybe a cliche answer, but what's so awesome about podcasting is, and not even just podcasting, like say you just say you want to do like a vlog or maybe you're like a sneakerhead and, you love like doing, you know, get, do like a, you know, you could start a blog, like reviewing sneakers or something like that. Uh, really just to start it. I mean, we're going to keep getting more accessible to like different types of platforms. Like you can literally, if you really want to, and it's like the first time ever, like if you wanted to be on TV in like the, like the sixties, not like TV, but like, you know, be on a screen in like the sixties, you would have had to, you know, go to Hollywood and, do all that but now you can sit in front of your computer just like we're doing right now post it to youtube and you know see what happens to it so i guess that would be that would be my advice is just to start it It, you know we all have like different things that we're somewhat interested in and you know find the thing that you're most interested in and really just like it because that's the thing too and it goes back to authenticity like if you talk about or do the things that you're most interested in you your passion is going to be shown out through that and your passion is authentic so that's what's going to make people want to listen to you yeah i was i was listening to a podcast uh with matthew mcconaughey and he he had a quote he had a quote and it said uh you know when you're young when you're at you know college age high school age uh, be less impressed and more involved. Uh, I think that comes back to, you know, just do it. You know, we, we're young. We, we can learn a lot from our failures and our mistakes and, you know, it's not going to cost us as much if we're going to go with it and fail at our age now. And, uh, I think that was just, you know, really what I needed to hear. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's like, Dude, you said you're a sophomore in college, man. I had no idea what I wanted to do, like with my life. Like I'm still, the the, the you're never gonna f- completely figure it out. Like once you're in a state, you're gonna always think like, oh my gosh, what if I did this? What if I did this? I I think at least, but you know, I'm also just 24. But um, it like that's a great quote because being involved is like, you never know where that can take you. Like you can say like you're gonna you want to there's like a group that's like uh uh what do you call like a skit group or something like that you want to you're like interested in stand-up comedy there's like a skit group and you're like oh i don't know if i should do it you know i like going out with my friends i don't know if i want to if i want to you know take time away from hanging out with my buddies 
to to uh, go to this like you know sketch comedy group say you go do that and then you get you meet some guy there then all of a sudden things start to happen you get your own sketch comedy trio and then you move to hollywood and become famous but but no but um um no being involved is huge in all seriousness like the more you you're never gonna find out like it's hard to find out exactly what you want to do and i struggle with it i still am you know searching every day like trying to learn new things to figure out exactly what you know where my place is in this world but the only way you're really going to find it is if you get involved with the things that you truly enjoy and it's hard in college because college is like there's so many distractions with everything and it's so much fun too and um it's like there's also like the the like comparison factor like it's hard you know whenever I was in school I would like my junior year I would like look at people you know I'd see like someone get a job on like in LinkedIn that's like awesome and I'm like oh my god how'd they get that job and like I get like this stupid sense of like almost jealousy and it's like you know don't be like that because everyone's path is different but it's hard not to be sometimes so don't beat yourself up for it if you are. That's a big thing too. <laughs> yeah, I know uh, me and Alex, we talked a lot about uh, comparison, uh, whether as an athlete, as a brother, as a friend, uh, just wherever you are in life. And we you know we both talked about the quote, uh, comparison is the thief of joy. Mm. And, you know, you, you talked about college and you worked in uh, the Missouri Athletic Department. What are some of the things you learned some of the life lessons you took from that experience. Yeah. Yeah. First go back to that quote from Alex though. He's told me that too. And um, he told me that whenever I was in school and I still love that quote from him. Um, but yeah, some stuff I've learned from the athletic department at Mizzou. Well, so what we did is, uh, so I was a marketing intern and I worked like baseball, football games. And basically what we did was, we would throw out t-shirts. We would um, go run up to fans like in the middle of the game and like ask them to do like these in-game promotions. So like one thing we had like for a baseball game was like a taco race. So we would go to these, like try to gather up a bunch of little kids, take them out to center field, you know, in like the middle of the fifth inning, they would run from center field all the way around, like on the warning track down to the first base like where the first base coach stands. And um, uh, what that taught me was to uh, – because you had to, like, go to random people and, like, ask them if they want to do this, this, like, stupid promotion. And not even, like, taco races, but, like, um, you know, I'm trying to think of some other ones, but, like, some – like, seeing uh, Take Me Out to the Ball Game on the dugout and stuff that would, like – you know, if you're just trying to go to the game to just chill, it'd be so you got a lot of no's from people basically, like trying to trying to ask them. And that's a big thing in and of itself is being able to take rejection. And um, I guess that's probably the biggest thing it taught me was just to always, no matter what, just ask because you know, that that's kind of transferable to anything, really. Yeah, I I got a quote pulled up right here that I read in one of these books and uh, 
that said, spend more time asking questions than trying to provide answers. And I think, you know, that speaks into, you know, what you went through with the taco races, um, but just kind of in all walks of life, really. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's a, that's a great quote. That is a good quote. Man, that's solid. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of my, you know, my main conversation topic for the day, my, my prompt for you uh-huh. is uh, if you're writing a book and it's titled Dear Younger Me, what, what are you filling it with? Whether it's routines and advice, books to read, you know, what are you filling this book with and why? Man, um, well, I'm gonna be honest with you, dude. Uh, I'm not a huge reader. I wish I was. Um, I wish I, I really wish I was, man, because there's a lot of great books out there. And what I lo- really love to, where I learn, where I learn from a lot, and just like I like to turn on and watch is uh, YouTube. Like I love like YouTube clips of stuff, like whether it's podcasts or just random interviews and you know podcasts themselves are awesome um i actually i have like my thing is is i'll buy some books and i'll start them and then not finish them and because i get kind of i don't know i get kind of uh worn out worn out from reading them um but anyway to go back to your question i as you can tell i'm kind of like a you know where do i know i kind of get distracted easily but uh um Let's see here. So I think what I would tell my younger self, routine is huge. And that's like something I've learned was my biggest thing. Like, so at Mizzou, I always, this is not necessarily about routine, but just kind of me being my younger self. In college and high school, I was always like needing to be around friend groups and always needed to be around my friends like I would I would not necessarily like enjoy my time being alone as much as I used to you know now I I enjoy my time alone now a lot more than I used to and whenever I was in Wisconsin I moved to a place where I didn't know anybody and uh kind of had to make my own friends and like dude meeting guy friends trying to meet new guy friends is like dating almost it's so it is literally it literally is it's it's like hey man you want to like what's your number let me get a beer you want to get a beer it's like god but it's you know you got to do it um so i uh i you know had a lot of time by myself and i think that kind of taught me to kind of just be okay with like being by myself a lot of the time and you know, you get to learn a lot more of yourself that way too. And you get to be a little bit more like self-confident and, you know, that, that's a, that's a huge thing, but routine, you know, I always like to say whenever I can get up early and get a workout in, in the, in the early morning, cause now like after five, when I'm working all day, there's no way I can work out anymore after five, like in college, I would work out almost always like after 7 p.m. Now I can't do that. And um, but routine's huge. Also, uh, I got into doing uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu last May. And that is honestly, if you if any, you know, 
I know probably a lot of your, maybe a lot of your uh, uh, audience like listens to the UFC and, or watches the UFC or whatever, but um, that is honestly like the biggest, I would think of the, of my best decisions in like the last year in my life, that is the best decision I've made by far is to actually try it because I was so intimidated to go into a, into a gym and I would think like, oh my God, I'm going to get my ass beat. And, you know, you, you, in, I was just intimidated because I didn't know what I was doing and kind of overcame that and just did it. And, you know, everyone's so friendly at any gym you would go to and they're eager to help you out. And what it does teach you though, too, is like for like the first four months, you really don't know what you're doing and you're going against people who are you're rolling against people who are, you know, a lot more experienced than you, but they're not like gonna, they're not like set out to hurt you. They're just, you know, wanting to help. And it teaches you to kind of, even though you're getting, you, you're sucking, keeps you to overcome the suck and to do it. And that was honestly, it was a huge, it was a, it was a huge like confidence boost. So I, I, I love that. Um, but yeah, I guess to my younger self, all that that I said, but then also like stop worrying about stupid stuff and literally just live your life to your fullest. Like, especially, especially in college, like I feel like in college you think like, I don't know, I feel like I was just worried about shit that I would never ever think of right, right, right now. It's, and don't don't beat yourself up too much you know i don't know now i'm kind of going everywhere but <laughs> no you're good um so kind of just you know thinking out loud talking out loud here and i don't know if i'll feel this in the podcast or not um but you know where do you kind of find that balance between kind of that screw it mentality and just like living your life and um being like no i need to like be smart here like i have to make the kind of adult decision where do you yeah. find that balance really that's a great question actually cuz i have a really i had a really tough time with that actually in college and it kind of hit it kind of bit me in the butt at one point cuz i was uh my sophomore year actually i took a uh, a full year of italian instead of I either had to do one semester of Spanish or a full year of Italian. And my Italian class was six credits um, every day of the week for a year. My, those classes were, and um, you know, I took Italian and cause they, cause the classes were every day of the week. I didn't focus on it. I went out and party with my friends, you know, like during the weekdays. And, you know, would miss, I think I ended up missing like, like my second semester, I ended up missing like 20 classes that whole semester. It was terrible. I got C minuses in both semesters. So I passed the class, but I tanked my GPA and going into your junior year, that's when you have the emphasis area or to get into your emphasis area for the journalism school. And the Mizzou journalism school is like one of the best ones in the country and didn't have the GPA to get into my emphasis area. So I took my first semester junior year and uh, um, basically kind of took some, some, some classes that 
I tried to, that I would have credits that I would have needed to take, but I wasn't taking like journalism classes. So had to like really work hard connecting with professors to be able to get admitted into the Stratcom school. And I did thank God, but that was like kind of a big turning point for me. Cause I was like, you know, that it, it is tough because it's like, man, I'm so young. Like I want to like be able to live and, you know, live free and, but you gotta be smart about it. Like no, being able to like determine like what's important, like set your priorities, like determine like what is important. And that goes with like, you know, if you're going to go out, who are the people that you're going out with? Like, are they like, are they like your boys? Are they like your good group of friends? Or are they just like some like, eh, okay, people that, you know, are like, I don't know, but it's just, it just determines, it just depends on, you know, if you set your priorities straight, then, then you should be fine. But that's kind of the, it's a, it's tough though, because I've been there where it's like, ah, you know, I just want to have as much fun as I can, but you got to definitely, you know, pick your poison with it. And um, yeah, it's tough, but. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's something I've found myself thinking about a lot, talking with, you know, my friends about, about a lot because you know at college you know when you're home for the summer there is so much temptation to you know as a college athlete skip a workout and go hang out with your friends or yeah um you know not spend time with your family and you know go play video games or something and it's just been you know it's tough you know because once you once you get into a habit and a routine and you know you you get experiences like that it's so hard to say no, not tonight. I'm going to go embrace the suckiness of this workout or yeah. I, I got to get to bed early. I've got work tomorrow. Yeah. And I will say there's like, um, there definitely is like some joy in, in embracing the suckiness of stuff. Like, dude, I, and, and I'm sure you know that like doing a, doing college, you know, basketball workouts all the time, man. Like that's, that's definitely tough to keep that to keep that like uh that rhythm going throughout a whole season um but you know like there's there's really not a, there's not really a whole lot better feeling though like going into a workout that's like oh i'm pretty tired and then you know finishing it doing it doing everything that you can and then at the end you're like hell yeah i just overcame a little obstacle that i set for myself so it's it's cool and um you know, I, I do think like, you know, you can't like spend your whole time, like just partying and not really care about the reper repercussions with it. Like definitely have fun. Like you're in college, like when, like I'm outside, I've been two years outside of college. Like I have no regrets with how I spent it, but it's like, I wish I wouldn't have sometimes I wish I just wouldn't have worried about some things that I, you know, worried about at the time and um, just kind of did whatever that, whatever I wanted. And, you know, it's a, it's a fine line, but, you know, as long as you're, I always also had a job with, with college too. So I was always like working and then I would either, you know, have fun or go home um, afterwards. And I think having a job, 
while being in school definitely like kind of helped me get my mind straight a little bit more so I wasn't like just you know chilling on the couch playing video games all day but um uh but yeah I don't know it's a fine line to walk but you know it is what it is <laughs> yeah yeah it's tough because I mean those things sound fun in the moment you're like like right on like we're gonna do this let's go yeah. And, you know, you wake up the next morning and you regret it or you feel like crap and you're like, I should have done this. or you're behind on something now. And it's that instant gratification versus, you know, kind of the long term. Yeah, but. I feel I feel like I know when whenever I was in school, I feel like I knew like whenever I was going to go out, whether I like knew it was going to be fun or not. I don't know if that um, like if I knew like I was like. Or if they're like, if they're, you know, like there's a different feeling you have if you're going out, like whether it's like your friend's birthday, than just like a random Wednesday night, you know, it's like you got a different feeling. And I think like you put more, put more of your effort into like having fun during those times where it's like, you know, your friend's birthday and, you know, it's not your friend's birthday all the time, but um, just more of, you know, those nights where you have that feeling because God, I, you know, of all the nights going out in college, it's like you literally remember. You remember like like 10 percent of them, and that's not really just from like drinking too much. It's more of just because they all start to blend together over the years. So, you know, save your save your time for when, you know, it's going to be a fun time and like, you know, it's going to be, yeah, I guess just a fun time, but <laughs> Yeah. So one of my last questions for you here, as we kind of begin to wrap it up, uh, what is, you know, one of the best pieces of advice you've been given, whether it's from a mentor, a parent, a friend, or, uh, anyone really that has really just stuck with you and that you've used throughout life. Um, my favorite quote that I've been told and, oh man, there's so much advice really, but my favorite quote is slow is smooth and smooth is fast. And that was from when I worked in the restaurant industry and I would always, you know, I'm obviously throughout this podcast, like a scatterbrained person. That's just kind of how I am. But, uh, um, I, whenever I would be on the job, I would try to do too many things at once. And when you try to do too many things at once, you don't really get anything done. And, that's how that's what that quote kind of echoes is when you're slow and you take things smooth you're fast and that's kind of what that is but and also too ah, there's so much stuff really but um there's another great quote that i love is a ship is safe in a harbor but that's not where it's meant to be that's a great quote too and you know, I say that, you know, working in my hometown right now, and that's not necessarily mean like you have to go somewhere completely where you don't know anybody, but whether it's like you're trying to learn new things every day, you're trying to like put yourself in front of new challenges every day. And those are challenges that you make yourself, whether it's like, like we were talking about, you know, you maybe not necessarily wanting to complete a workout, you overcoming that little obstacle is going to, you know, can help you build momentum onto like the next day. So where you can continue to grow as a man. And 
um that's those are two those are two that the slowest smooth smooth is fast is definitely one that stuck with me um the most but god almost anything alex Demchek says too is uh is like is 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 awesome advice <laughs> yeah those are those are really good ones i've i've heard the ship in the harbor one but uh the smooth one i i really like that i'm gonna use that yeah it's um yeah dude it's all just about taking things slow like there's an oh man i'm glad uh, there's another one too it's um be comfortable being observed is one too and it's almost like it's almost like it kind of goes hand in hand with like slow smooth smooth as fast because it's like if you're if you're you know got some food from culver's or whatever and you know i don't know if you guys you guys might not have culver's in ohio do you Oh, we do. You do? you do? Okay. Oh, thank God. All right. Um, I just had coerce today, so that's why I thought of that. But it's like, say you get some fast food, you know, you got a drink and you're at the soda fountain and, you know, you're not getting like the ice to, to come out or something and someone's behind you. Like, you start to kind of, you know, get nervous. It's like, okay, I got to get out of the way so this person can come. But it's like, you know, you're taking the time it needs to take to, to get that, you know, beverage. And it's like, I don't know, just take your time and, you know, be comfortable having people, you know, observe you be comfortable. It goes with hand in hand with be comfortable with who you are and what you're doing. And, you know, it all goes in, it all goes together. (laughs) It's funny. You mentioned that, uh, I'm home now for the summer, but when I was back at school, me and me and my girlfriend, we were at Chipotle yeah. and uh, she, she bought my bowl and, you know, I get up and I'm grabbing my bowl and the guy doesn't let me take it. He says it hasn't been paid for yet. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Like they just messed up the card. And so I pay for it and we, we get in the car and we check both receipts and she had paid for it. And then I paid for it again. And she was like, go, go back and get your money. I was like, I was like, no, like I, I told her, I just didn't want to, you know, it's not a big deal. It's $10. I didn't want to make an inconvenience, but you know, in reality, I didn't want to go in there and make a scene. And I, cause I would have been uncomfortable with, you know, those people watching me, watching me yeah. go through that, even though, you know, it really wasn't anything on my part. So right. hearing, hearing that quote and, you know, being able to pair that with something that I had just experienced is really cool yeah i actually that it happened to me like i was playing i was going to play golf last week and i bought some teas you know my voice just cracked a little bit but i bought some teas at the uh pro shop and um i come out to the first tea i forgot my teas and i think i like left them at the table and it was like kind of far away i was like oh i don't really want to go back there and like she might think that i'm like stealing them and it's like, uh, it's stupid because it's like, no, I bought the teas. Like they should be with me. Just like you didn't buy that. Why did you charge me? It's like, it's stupid. And it's also, I, I guess just to kind of go back to, to advice too, cause now I'm also thinking about something else too, is, uh, I have, I have, uh, me personally, like I have a problem with like uh not necessarily a problem but i i uh i make assumptions too much and 
you know, and that's like, you know, like whether you're trying to connect with someone. And I think that's a big thing too. like finding, whether it's like, you're finding a mentor, just like trying to connect with, you know, people who you admire or, you know, people who are doing what you want to do, or, you know, just like, you know, people you think are interesting, whether they're, you're, you're, you're in their friend group or, or, you know, whether you're, they're not in your friend group or they're like a professor or, you know, work somewhere. Connection is huge. And whenever I was trying to build connections, I would always assume and be like, ah, oh, this person's not going to want to hear from me. I'm just like a college student. Oh, I bet he gets this all the time, blah, blah, blah. Like, making excuses for myself as to why I shouldn't reach out to them and um, making a something like just like how if I were to go get those teas from that pro shop I'm making an assumption that that person would think that that the cashier would think oh I'm stealing some teas no like making making assumptions all all it does is just create like no matter what it is it just creates it creates like you know a false fault in your in your mind and it's a big thing that you know it's hard to do that it's hard to do a lot of the things that we're discussing and you know it you know it's just trying to trying to do them is really the step towards it and really the th really really the thing right yeah i think i'm glad you touched on that because i think now more than ever everybody's making assumptions and we all have expectations and biases towards uh, specific groups of people, friends, or, you know, old colleagues and, you know, high school classmates, you know, I have these notions in my head about, you know, kids I went to high school with three years ago that I haven't seen since. And I'm sure if I saw them, I would automatically have that assumption about them that they're the exact same way today. Yeah. And it, it's crazy because, you know, a lot can change in three years, a lot, a lot goes down in three years. Yeah. And so to, to still have those assumptions and even for people you don't know, like you said, is it's crazy. It's just, it's like everybody's wired like that. Yeah, it is. It really is, man. It's weird. And um, I'll tell you a really good book. And I listened to this one actually on the, on an audio book, but it's called the four agreements. It's a, uh, it's a really, um, I think you would probably like it a lot, honestly. Uh, it's it's pretty short, but it's basically just uh, four ancient, uh, these people called like the Toltecs and they're like ancient Indians who used to like live in South America, but <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> but uh, they have these four principles that they live by and they were really cool. And one of them is don't ever make assumptions. And I think you would like it. It's a, it's a, it's a good, you know, like if you're, I was just in Chicago seeing some buddies and, you know, we were having fun up there and kind of was like a little vacation, but it's a good thing to listen to. Like if you're trying to just kind of reset back to normal, but not back to normal because normal is whatever, but it's just reset your mind a little bit. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I haven't heard of that one. So I'll, I'll definitely check it out. Um, yeah, but, from, you know, from what we're talking about, it seems like you would like it. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I've as of recently gotten really big into reading. I think I'm reading four books right now. Uh, just okay. so I'm, I'm kind of on a tear right now. What's so. your favorite book? Oh, my favorite book. 
Mm. Or what are you reading right now? Uh, right now, I'm reading Mindset by Carol Dweck, uh, The Noticer by Andy Andrews, uh, Training Camp by John Gordon, mm. and Radical. And I, I couldn't tell you the author there. But uh, to answer your question about my favorite book, uh, my, my high school coach recommended a book called The Rhythm of Life uh, to me by Matthew Kelly. And mm. that book is a gold mine. Uh, yeah. it, it, and it, he's, him and me as well, we're big believers that everybody needs balance and rhythm in their life, whether that's, you know, routine and habits. And, you know, you need to balance your, your work life from your home life, spending time with friends to spending time, you know, being productive, working out, uh, going out and seeing friends and partying and stuff. It comes down to that balance and rhythm. So that, that book talks about it a lot. And uh, yeah, I, I would say that's my favorite. That's so true too. Cause in, um, cause I used to, you know, I, I wasn't, I played golf in high school and, um, college I was obviously not a college athlete so like anytime I went to go work out or exercise like I never really had like a like a rhythm I never had like a uh like a set plan that I was like okay or like a routine I never had that I'm like okay I'm gonna do this and I just kind of did what I wanted to and um I knew because my older brother's really into physical fitness my younger brother's in the navy and you know they both work out and you know they he can tell me what's what are good workouts what's not and but I never had a routine and it wasn't until I started doing jujitsu that I was actually in a routine that I was actually starting to build muscle and 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 get actually noticeably more in shape like cardio wise um and you know I still got a long way to go dude I'd get happy if I run like a mile like an like a mile under eight minutes like it's not great but you know, but it's, uh, but you're right. A hundred percent balance and rhythm is, is what it's all about. Yeah. So, um, kind of, as we close here, where can, where can people find your podcast? Where can people find you on social media and, you know, look into what you're doing more? Yeah, man. Um, so my Instagram is D Brad underscore 80. That's probably what I'm on the most. And, you know, I got all my, I got two of my other podcasts on there that, you know, they're linked to it. And then, you know, Facebook, obviously just drew Bradley. Um, but my podcast that, so like my, my one individually is the sun's out podcast. And that's, that's more of just, I kind of just do it for fun. It's almost like a, it's almost like a blog version of a podcast, if that makes sense. Um, but then the Newtown square podcast is, you know, if you're, it's basically for local businesses in the St. Louis Metro East area. Um, but yeah, those are, that's, uh, that's what I'm doing, but I post pretty much everything I'm, anything I'm doing over to my Instagram and then on LinkedIn too, like, I'd be happy to, you know, if any of your friends have interest in like the sports industry, that's, I've got a lot of connections in there and, um, you know, can definitely help out would love to like help out some kids who are, you know, looking to get in the sports industry. Cause that's what I did for, um, let's see, like pretty much all college. And then my last year at Wisconsin, 
Um, and if anyone is interested in working for small businesses, you know, I'm Mark Supplies in Edersville, Illinois, hiring delivery and install techs. No, I'm kidding. But, but, uh, um, but yeah, no, seriously, if anyone wants to, ne- uh, you know, network or connect, I'm, you know, just Drew Bradley on LinkedIn. And, you know, I got like a tan jacket in my profile. Abby. I don't know if I have a username, but. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so hopefully, uh, you know, some of the listeners, some of the viewers will check you out there, but you know, just cause, just cause you've got my attention now and I'm curious if, if they had time to listen to one episode on your podcast, uh, when the sun, when the sun's out, yeah, the sun's the, out. Yeah. The sun's out podcast. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you could recommend one episode, what episode oh, would man. you, would you recommend? If I had to recommend oh. one, if you're looking for kind of like some entertainment um i went one sunday i went and like uh just interviewed some i have like this recorder and i went and just interviewed some people on the street in wisconsin and uh i interviewed like seven different people and just asked them some random questions um and you know i think that that is like my favorite one i think (laughs) so i think i think you guys would like that one maybe yeah that that's awesome well uh drew thank you so much uh for joining me today i really appreciate it and i'm looking forward to people my listeners hopefully connecting with you and again thank you so much for your time today yeah man happy to uh happy to be on here carter thank you appreciate it yeah thanks man uh so that's kind of 